Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowering content to further empower your human. I'm your host, Inkeaching Waffle Robinson, and founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, Inc. I'm an award-winning technology executive, having been awarded Most Powerful Women in Canada Top 100 by the Women's Executive Network, WXN, in 2020. But that's not all. I'm a proud author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and viral sensation with speeches that have been viewed over 10 million times worldwide. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, I am back with a guest episode this time. Love it. Our next guest has led an impressive career as an insurance leader and advocate over for over a decade. In 2021 and 2022, she was nominated and named a finalist by the Insurance Business Canada magazine for the Steamatic Canada Award for Women of Distinction. She recently received the Top 100 Black Women to Watch 2022 Award by Canadian International Black Women Excellence. Congratulations. She's built a loyal following on numerous platforms, but her proudest accomplishment by far is becoming the host and founder of the Move Her Forward podcast and TV series. In this series episodes, women in business have stimulating conversations where the listeners gain a real insight into the industry, industry's moving parts, and get key actionable items. Being able to extensively work for a tech company, yes, my girl, she has found her passion in furthering technological advances and has never looked back. We are about to have an extremely empowering conversation. I had a little bit of B-roll, so now I just want you all to put your ears together and please join me in a big podcast. Welcome for Edwina McKinnon. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, what an intro. Yes. yes. Love it. So this is a woman who's on a mission and her message is clear. And you're probably seeing it in the title of the episode. It's time to level up. So how about we like get our guests leveled up for the next 30 minutes? How about that? Yeah? Absolutely. Let's lock in. Okay. I love to say let's lock in. Let's focus. Um get get rid of distractions and, and get a pen and paper. We're about to drop some gems. Okay, <laughs> let's go. She's a girl after me. That's it. Mic drop <laughs> episode done. No, just kidding. So I love starting with this question. What is your most empowered thought that you've had for the day so far? Lock in. Mm. Um yeah, this week has been um a trying week with just a lot of things, a lot of moving parts going on and we can get so distracted with everything. Um, we have access to so much knowledge and access to so much distractions. The amount of uh, pings I get on my phone in a day. So my word, my focus is lock in. I love that. I love that. Have you, um, just sidebar, have you um, heard of Near Eyal? No, He's a I thought haven't. leader. So he check him out. He he um he actually has a podcast episode on uh, Mind Valley, but he's also written a book called Indistractable. 
And I like, I just love that concept because I always thought that the opposite of distraction was focus, but the opposite of distraction is traction. And it just, it's almost that whole lock in, like where you just kind of, whatever it is that you're focusing on, you just lock in and you gain traction until you complete it. Right. Because you can actually focus means that you can actually start focusing on all the pings that you can on your phone and move away from what you were saying. So I love that. Let's lock in. So, um, I truly believe, as Oprah says, that your legacy is like left in every experience. And so this one is no different and really want to make sure that we drive the conversation where you really, truly, from a life level purpose, wanted to go. So what would you love to be known for if we start with the end in mind at the end of this episode? Ooh, I would love to be known for a person that was was and is on a mission for everyone to know that they have an opportunity to lock in on this life that we've been given the opportunity to be here. This one time, we only get one time to go around this Mm -hmm, lap. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I want my legacy to be known for a woman that's on a mission to make sure that everybody knows that they have the power to create any opportunity that they want to in their life, no matter what they're going through. So that's what I want to be known for. And also my work ethic as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I was younger, I I got to witness my dad and my mom working and I don't like to use this word, but hustling and grinding and really trying to build something for their children. And I remember what stuck out with, with and for me was the work that they put in. So when I think about legacy and I think about my parents and I think about my grandparents, what I think about is that work ethic and I want to be able to keep that momentum going on in our family line mm. that we are continuous in this, in this world, this life mm-hmm. locking in and building that, you know, strong legacy around work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to, I know that with technology, you know, there's a lot of things that are taking over the things that we do, but I still really truly believe that you have to put the work yeah. in, yeah. in order to see any sort of momentum or traction yeah. <laughs> that we just spoke about. So that's what I want to be known for. I like to to look at every moment being intentional. Mm. Because we don't know when we will take our last our last breath. And I think the last few years, especially with the whole pandemic, we've realized that we we don't have a long time here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to be intentional with what we're doing. And this goes all into my legacy mm-hmm. is that I want everybody to know that whatever decision I'm making, I'm being intentional to lock in and to level up, not just myself. But the people but, around you. Yeah, but for other people around me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I see my legacy going, where I want my name to be on the on the list with Oprah. Ah, okay. <laughs> I love that's that. Where I want, I, that's, where I, that's where I see the brand that I'm building is being to that level. Yeah. So that's where I want my legacy to be, if that makes, makes sense. Totally makes sense. It's funny because my vision board is over there and I said the best way to become a billionaire is to help a billion people. And so yeah. my legacy, my mission is to help one billion people in this world. Uh, think in ways that are empowering, right? And so that means that there's no, there's no, there's no days off from that, from hitting that mission. So it's interesting because this is a little bit of a sidebar, but uh, especially someone like yourself, like you, you know, the focus on using the word lock in, the focus on work ethic. And one of the things you said, I don't like using the word hustle. 
and the maybe the hustle culture. Can you elaborate on that? I'm interested to hear your viewpoint on that. Yeah, no, this, the grinding oh. that word, like, you know, I don't really like using those tech, those words to explain a black woman oh, okay. trying to succeed. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I've been in rooms before where, you know, they, uh, that word has been used and, um, you know, I, I, I want women, black women to know that whatever momentum, whatever traction, whatever like leveling up you're trying to do is you don't need to use these words, right? Okay. These are, you know, we're, it's a movement, mm -hmm. you know, you know, these are things that, that I look at. It's, it's a movement. That's what, that's what I'm on right now. I'm not here to grind and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm here to fulfill here your to purpose. Yeah, yeah. That's these are the words that I like to use, especially for black women, um, professional black women, these are the type of words that I like to use. We, I don't really like to, like I said, it's a little bit outdated, those type of words for us to be using. So yeah. it's lock in. Yeah, it's I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for elaborating on that. So um, so a little bit of transparency. You know, we came into the call and um, and those that are avid listeners, thank you so much for listening to podcasts. You know that there's a team that puts together, like does the research and puts together like show notes. And so, you know, we had a little bit of an angle in terms of, you know, what we were going to touch on in this interview. And Edwina, you know, very vulnerably share that there's been some pivots, some directions. And I'm like, oh my God, let's talk about the pivot. Let's talk about how sometimes we can fall victim to thinking those pivots are failures, but, you know, but I think it's time. I want to, I want you to share sort of maybe where you are right now, what's sort of evolved or changed, you know, currently in life and, 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 you know, how people will use that to get inspired and motivated to move forward. So there's a little bit of exclusivity here because I understand that maybe we are getting this for the first time, some aspects of what she's going to share here with today. But, you know, you know, I'm going to just pass the mic to you. Like, what's what's up? What's where are you now? What shift did you have to make? Absolutely. So that's the thing with life. It's not always a straight and narrow road. And I think this year has taught me to be flexible and to not think that, okay, so I started my year off with a vision board and I mapped out everything and I wanted everything to go according to plan. I'm a, I'm a big person that prepares. So even going into 2023, I have a whole vision board. I have a whiteboard that has every direction that I want to go in. And that's the same thing that happened in 2022, how I started my year. But things got a little bit shaky where, you know, um, I worked at a company, um, started with this company, um, you know, put my eggs in one basket, if that makes sense, and started to really, um, you know, um, look how I could help a company out strategically, business-wise, sales-wise. And then one day, you know, you're, you're, you're at the top of the hill and you're like, wow, I've arrived. Mm. But you could you can be put down um, in seconds just by with anything that comes and happens in your life. So I was on a mission this year for ownership um, within the insurance industry. And I don't want to go too much into it, but I was in a mission for ownership and I was a mission for learning. So I, t I went into a particular role, um, you know, helped the company out. And then one day, woke up, got a, a quick message that there was a meeting and then I got let go. Mm. And this is something that's really exclusive to your listeners because not everybody knows the situation that I, that I was in a few weeks back, but I got let go. And in that moment, I felt like I was in a twilight zone. 
um, I felt like, is this really life? Like I was planting my seeds here. Um, and, and for those that know me, I like to speak in analogies. So just imagine me planting my seeds, watering it every day and waiting for some sort of a bud. And just when the buds are coming up and you start to see that rose, you know, it starts to rain mm. and it starts to pour. And that's kind of how I felt in that moment, because I, if I felt like, what am I going to do now? Because I had a direction that I was moving in. So I wanted to speak about this because a lot of times there's a lot of people right now that are probably going through a situation where you got let go, you got laid off from your company and it looks dark and um, being let go is so it's very emotional and it takes a toll on your mental state because you go from working and you have this whole routine and all of a sudden it's just completely turned upside down. So for me personally, in that moment, I was, of course, I was sad. I was taken back. Um, but something that I love and I will let your listeners in on this hack is I always say, take a few minutes to cry, mm. take a few minutes to reflect, but don't stay there and, and don't make it take up the next day because the next day the sun will come up, the sun will shine. And for me personally, if I can leave anything, if you can listen to anything I'm saying is take a few minutes. Yes. To reflect sister. Um, if you're going through something, brother, take a few minutes to reflect but don't stay there. And for me personally, that moment, I'm not going to lie. I cried. I was emotional. I had my moment, but the next day it was okay. How, what's, what's, what's next now? What's mm -hmm. what's the next game that we're going to need to get into? What are we doing next? So um, yeah, I got laid off. And instead of me being down and staying down, I actually looked at this as a great opportunity. Mm. And something that came to me the, the next morning is, and I wrote it on my board, is impact over income. Ooh, impact so, over income. Yeah, that's exactly what came to me. And I said, how am I going to use this to impact others? Some people get so caught up with finances and money and how much am I going to get paid to do this? But for me, I looked at it as, okay, how am I going to use this, this situation I'm going through to impact others? So instead of me being down and stuck, I ended up pivoting and believe it or not, I took about 30 days to create um, a program, an ebook to help others be able to get out of this mindset of feeling like they failed. If you don't fail, you are not even trying. Mm. And I think people need to listen to these words because people around you will make you feel that, okay, you failed and it's a bad thing. And this is where we have people dealing with mental, their mental state because they're, they, they have so much stuff going on mm -hmm. inside and then especially with the outside individuals telling you you failed, you know, um, I look at failure as a way of learning. Mm -hmm. And when you start to understand that, that, okay, you may be down tomorrow, but up the next, your whole mentality starts to change. And like I said, it's impact over income for me. So I'm not going to stay down mm -hmm. and I don't want anybody to stay down. If you've recently gotten laid out, laid off, and I know this, I connect with people all the time. 
don't get stuck being down and don't look at being laid off as, oh my gosh, you failed. Mm -hmm. No, look at this as a way to, to soul search, to reconnect with your purpose, to reconnect with why you're here. And not a lot of people get this opportunity to not work. Mm. I've been working from the age of nine. <laughs> so it, it, like this opportunity of me being off work, like because of my work ethic, I'm just not used to just not working. So mm. I created a new routine that works for me. That there's nobody telling me when to take my lunch. Mm. There's nobody telling me when to connect with individuals. This is the most free time that I've ever had in my life. So anybody that's recently gotten laid off, look at this as an opportunity to build an opportunity in your life, to create that traction that we spoke about earlier, Mm. to create that momentum. And sometimes for those that believe in God and the universe, sometimes the universe has a way of pushing you in a different direction. And I always think about life as being a plant. Mm. The universe was here to make things grow. Mm. If you look at the universe naturally, I have a plant here. Maybe one day you can show this to your, I have a plant here. The plants are all made I don't have to do anything to these plants. They are naturally growing. Just like with life right now, every day that we get, we wake up, we are naturally aging. So we're naturally growing. So when something happens to you where you feel like, wow, this is a huge failure, I look at this as this is an opportunity to grow. And the universe will put you in directions where you feel like, wow, this is putting me down. But it's not. The universe is pushing you to grow and to move in a, in, in a direction you never thought you could have moved in. Yeah. So for me, my whole house got shaken up in the last few weeks because I went from doing awesome things with a corporation and company to now pivoting. Mm. And everybody's going to go through a tipping point in their life where they're going to have to look yourself in the mirror and figure out, okay, um, okay, I failed. But you're not a failure. Mm. It's what's next. And that's the mentality that I have around being laid off and moving in this direction because I was able to take the eight hours that I was working for another company and put the eight hours to myself. I'm the best I've ever been. I'm in the best health I've ever been in. Um, I work out even longer now because I have the flexibility to. And now I'm putting in that work into building somebody else somebody mm-hmm. else's dream, somebody else's momentum. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of how I look at things. And that tipping point that I'm going through is I'm not a failure. Yeah. Actually, this is, this is the next step to building something huge. And I think if you have that mindset and that attitude yeah. of positivity, and like I said earlier, we only got one opportunity in this lifetime. I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And that's just, that's just the reality of it. Everybody has a plan. I'm sure everybody has a plan for tomorrow. But for me personally, because I know life is so fragile and can be taken away at every opportunity. Like I said, take five minutes to cry and to be in that emotion. But the next day, get up and go for your wins and create that opportunity. You are like, you are such the kind of human that I love. Like I just, that was... Yes, I love your humanness. I love so much of what you said. Um, you know, you talked about impact over income. And, you know, I had a question here. It, like, is that how you, how would you define success? Is that, is that sort of your success statement? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more lives that I can impact, I, I know that I've been put here for a purpose and a reason. And it's not just to stay in my box. 
Um, uh, if you spoke to me about probably 15 years ago, I was the most private person. You would never see me. I never had social media. Uh, my family could attest. I was always like, no, nobody needs to know what I'm doing. I was very private. And then, you know, there was a tipping point where I spoke at, at an event and, um, somebody said to me, where's your social media? Where can I find you? And at that moment, there was nowhere I can send anyone. And I actually started to reflect that, no, I've been put here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And for me, the more lives that I can impact, that's my income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my success. Mm -hmm. So some people will look at, you know, how much money could I make? But for me, it's how much people could I help? Because when I was growing up, I didn't have those mentors. I didn't have those individuals. Yes, I had my family. They were they were a great support system. But I didn't have those individuals mm -hmm. that were there to provide me with real core information on my next step or to help me um, level up, even as a professional, a professional, a mm -hmm. Black woman, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of where my mindset is right now, is that you don't have to pay me as long as I... As I meet you and I leave you different, that's, that's the, how that's the I currency. Get. That's the currency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's my successes. Is the more people that I can connect with and impact positively, um, that's where my success is. Yeah, and that's how you get paid. And that's why, like, I, I totally like. I'm so aligned with you on that. And that's why even my vision board, like, I I constantly speak that message. When I put it on in 2018, I didn't have the awards I had. I didn't have the platform I had. I didn't have this podcast. I didn't have, I just had this desire to live right. out that mission to impact a billion people and everything else started to just organically fall in line. So, um, yeah. chase, chase the impact, everybody. I love it. Impact is new currency impacts a new currency. So we talk about, you've talked a little about what I'm going to call you were in corporate, but you do believe in the side hustle. And oh, so, absolutely. you know, I'm a big advocate of side hustle, but want to hear your, your insights on the importance of having a side hustle and what has been yours when you were working in corporate. Absolutely. So I'm really big on side hustles. Why? Because it's multiple streams of income and something happened to me. I moved out of my mom and dad's house really young. I think about 2021 20, with my husband now, then boyfriend. And um, I remember we got a condo together. Life was great. I had a really great job for my age and walked into work and they let go about 600 people right then and there. And I remember that moment because I didn't have anything to fall back on. And I was young and I remember being there like, oh my gosh, my main income has been taken away from me. But that was, again, we talk about pivot and tipping points. That was a huge tipping point for me at about 21. And I remember picking up a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And that was such a, t a turning point. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and saying, a company will never have that opportunity again to take away my main income. And I have nothing to fall back on. Mm -hmm. So I started reading and learning how I can create multiple streams of income. So yes, if that main income gets taken out from your life, you have other streams of income. Another thing that a lot of people don't really think about is we have about 10 to 12 bills monthly mm -hmm. that we need to pay. Mm -hmm. Hydro, mm -hmm. it could be um, your electricity bill, your mortgage, your, your cell phone bill, the list goes on, your Netflix bill. Um, how do you pay all these bills with just one stream of income? 
So this is something that I started thinking about really young and it started to kind of push me out of my comfort zone because back then nobody really was creating, and this was about 15, 20 years ago, nobody's really, and I don't want to expose my age, but nobody was really creating um, multiple streams of income. And I'm a big supporter of side hustles because you can create multiple streams of income. And I've been able to create, um, I think up to about five streams of income in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And um, I always say this too, when you are creating these side hustles as well, you want to be transparent with the company that you're working for as well. You want to make sure that you're with a company that supports you having these streams of income because you never want to just, like I said, manage with one stream to pay all these bills. So a few incomes that I created was investments, right? Investments is a huge thing. And another thing is creating small businesses. And I don't like to use the word small because I believe these businesses are big um, and we kind of get trapped, especially as black people and, and especially as a black woman, we get boxed in these, it's a small business but it's not. Um, so I started creating businesses that allowed me to really bring in income. And one of the businesses that I'll give you an example that I did, I'll give you two is I created a skincare line and, um, that did really well every month I was bringing in some sort of funds from it. And then on top of that, I did, um, I learned a new skill and this is something that I'm going to be preaching this whole episode is learn a new skill because when you learn a new skill, you can create these multiple streams of income. So let's say you're good at, let's say you're a healthcare provider, you're a nurse, but if you learn a new skill of maybe how to start a business or maybe how to proofread or maybe how to do accounting, you should, you can start to develop your own business and start to actually look for customers to pay you to provide these new skills that you've learned. So I went through, learned new skills, developed a skincare line. I created an eyelash business. Wow. I was selling everything out of my trunk. I was selling skills. I was selling the movement <laughs> that I talk about. And I've developed a whole training program for professionals about 2017 and these are things that I'm an advocate. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I'm always preaching about develop a side hustle, learn a new skill. Because when you learn a new skill, you make more money, right? I so love it. I love it. Make a side hustles. And uh, and so speaking about skincare line, clearly she uses her skincare line because she has beautiful glowing skin and her eyelashes are popping like. So. <laughs> I'll have to, we'll have to have some uh, more B-roll afterwards so I can figure out where to get your products. And by the way, we talk about age on this show. I turned 50 this year, so very proud fly oh, to no. the day I die. Yeah. And uh, okay, so, wow. So we've talked about legacy. We've talked about um, level up. We've talked about pivoting and failing. And we've really taken journey on this. And um, so my question to you now is, you know, is your 80-year-old self that's look, looking at you now, is there anything that you think that she still needs you to really lock in on and, and go? 80 years old, I will have zero regrets. <laughs> okay. okay? Um, because the thing with me is this is why I, I, I do what I do because – that's actually been a fear of mine for a very long time. And I've been at the bedside 
of individuals who are just just about to pass away and they look at me and I've been in these situations where they said, I wish I did this. I mm. wish I did that. Mm-hmm. So I've held on to a lot of things that my seniors have told me and something that I always say is zero regrets. Mm. So 80 years old me, I'm probably at a motivational event. I'm probably still training individuals. I'm probably, I'm going to be big on impact over income still at those times. I'm probably going to be enrolled in a school program, still learning because I feel like in life, you should be a learner first. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I see myself 80 years old standing, um, you know, standing in front of thousands, giving out, a, a speech to build momentum, yeah. talking to university students, giving back, still paying it forward, all I of the knowledge it. that I've been able to acquire. But the biggest thing for me is zero regrets. Got um, it. I don't see. I don't see myself at 80 years old saying, "I wish I did this. I wish I did that." Because right now, the way that I'm living, you have no I'm regrets. Locked in. Yeah, you have no I'm regrets. Locked yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Right. If we're saying that I'm intentional and I'm, I'm locked in, that means by the time I get to 80, I would have done everything that I need to do. Yeah. But I, like I said, I'll never have this health. I don't know if I'll have this health for a long time. I don't know if um, I'll be here, you know? So I always think about that. What can I do in this moment that will one impact my legacy? Mm. A lot of people think that, Oh, if I do this, if I do that, it'll, it'll impact my legacy. But the decisions you make today, mm-hmm. Our conversation that we're having yeah. every moment impacts your legacy. Yeah. So by the time I'm 80, I would have been fulfilled. And I'm hoping to have lived being living another 20 years from 80. Yeah. Um, I want a long life. <laughs> yes, a long, healthy life. I, I, I'm, long, already, healthy I'm already life. committed to 105. I have a commitment with a girlfriend of mine. So 105 is my is my is 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 the day I can say deuces. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yes, I love that. And uh, and you are truly locked in. And that was that's actually really, really quite inspiring. So I'm going to take you through some rapid thrivers. Just, you know, gives us an opportunity to get to know you a little bit more, too. But so first up is when you think of someone who inspires you, who comes first to mind? Ooh, there's a lot of people that inspire me. This one's hard. First um, to mind. You can only Les have Brown. one first. Who? The- Les Brown. Yeah. He mm-hmm. is a powerful black man, speaker, motivational speaker. And when I was younger, I was going through a lot because you're growing. You're a teenager. You're growing. They say you have those growing pains because you you go through um, you know, confidence issues, self-esteem issues. And I remember um, somebody gave me a cassette. I don't know if anybody remembers cassettes <laughs> back in the day, but somebody had given me a cassette. And I remember I was a young girl and somebody said to me, listen to this cassette. And I was walking home from school and I'll never forget it. Um, he, his voice was so mm. powerful. And he said, don't let somebody else's opinion of you dictate where you go in mm. life. And from that moment on, I didn't care who cared about what I was doing. I didn't care if people invited me. I didn't care if people understood me. And I still kind of have that mentality mm-hmm. where I'm locked in and focused. So Les Brown, I he, love them. he is, you know, when people, your celebrities pass away and you kind of feel a certain way. If he was to pass away, I would definitely feel a sort of, a sort of way. He's been um, my top motivator. Actually, every morning I wake up legit. I listen to something from Les Brown. Mm-hmm. So he's my top, my go-to. Yeah, I'm listening. I listen to him, if not every day, 
definitely a few number of times a week. Love them. Yeah. Love them. What is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive? Working out. My girl. I don't know who needs to hear this, but go to the gym, honey. <laughs> go work out. Go lift some weights. Um, I come from a very active family. I used to be a professional figure skater from the ages of four to about 16. So I've been active my whole life. But I think when I transferred into adulthood, um, that's actually something that kept me sane. That's my time. Like going to the gym, working out. Um, it's so spiritual mm -hmm. working out. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I'll be working out honestly legit and I'll start crying because it's like you are really pushing yourself mm -hmm. to the limit. Mm -hmm. You are sweating. You like if you talk about a challenge, every day is a challenge when you go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So I love working out. Like I said, I have an active family. I think everybody in my family works out. We're just we're active, an active bunch. So that's something I don't I don't think um, I can ever like. And that's the thing about giving you know, the universe and God thanks for health Yeah, because mm -hmm. I choose yeah. to work out. I couldn't imagine not being able to choose yeah, to work the out. basic yeah. choice mm -hmm. of going to the gym and working out. Yeah. So I'm really big on working out and, um, yeah, I, that's something that's been with me for years. Yeah. I love that. I've, uh, I've been, like I said, I'm 50. I, I played soccer since I was like about six, my dad got us into that. And then 18, I walked into a gym, never, ever looked back and, you know, competed professionally. Like I just working out, it is it. And I always say the 10 minutes you do is better than you 60. You don't, it's about establishing the habit routine, you know, your results are in your routine and just, you know, constantly every single day. I love that, you know, do something hard every single day and, and why not Absolutely. make it physically hard? Yeah. And I, Remember when I was a little bit younger, I Googled, how do I become a millionaire? And um, if anybody wants to know the mission I'm on, I'm, I'm trying to be a multi-millionaire. That's the mission I'm on. Um, so I can really help my family move to a different financial bracket. But I remember um, Googling, how, how do I become a millionaire? And it's through your, your habits, your daily habits. Mm -hmm. And something top key is most millionaires will wake up early in the morning, about 5 a.m., 4 a.m. to 5 a.m., mm -hmm. get to the gym. So every day... 5 a.m. I wake up, get to the gym by six, and that's my routine. And yeah. I and this is people ask me how like why I've been able to be so successful is because of my routine. Yeah. Going to the gym will change your life. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. What is a book that has helped you reach your thrive? Uh Rich Dad Poor Dad, as I mentioned yeah, by yeah. Robert Kawasaki. Yeah. He is he that book changed the way that I thought about everything. Mm -hmm. Um it gives you an example of a rich, a rich dad and a poor dad and the type of mentality. It's a mentality thing. It's a mindset thing. And after I read that book, um, I started two businesses um, right after I read that book. Mm -hmm. And I started dealing with my taxes differently. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I actually got a corporation. Mm -hmm. I went and I, I got a, a LLC. Mm -hmm. These are things that I actually did right after I read the book. I started looking into investments. Um, I just didn't, I moved differently. I mm -hmm. moved differently after I read that book. Things were never the same. So if we talk about a book, another book that I would recommend is Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the James author. Clare. But James Clare. Thank you. Um, Atomic, ha Atomic Habits. I've read that book maybe two, three times. So I started creating um, something that was really hard for me was eating healthy. Mm. I, I'm, I, I'm very active. I'm in the gym, but when it comes to eating, I'm not, honestly, I'm not, 
that discipline. I am disciplined now because of the book that I read. But I remember the reason that I was failing was because I wasn't putting things easily accessible. So if I said I wanted to eat healthy, I had no oranges, I had no apples, I had no, I had no healthy food around me. So how do you eat healthy when you don't see it? Yeah, you don't. Yeah. So I started putting an apple on my counter and I said, okay, this apple I'm going to eat today. So one apple became two apples and oranges and bananas. And I started now cultivating a healthier lifestyle of eating. So it's through your habits. So if you're looking for some books to read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Atomic Habits. I love it. An app on your phone that helps you with your thrive. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Well, you talked about that earlier. And what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you, you know, thriving, locked in, moving, making change and, and having an impact? Something that actually has been said a few times is you're lucky. Mm. <clears throat> no you're lucky. winning all the time. You're lucky. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden this year, you're getting these rewards. You're lucky. It, it, I'm not lucky. It's the work. The, the, the person you see today is about 27 years of work mm -hmm. that I've put in. And I may not have showcased it to the world, but I'm now showcasing who I am. And it may seem that like I'm just waking up and I'm getting awards and I'm waking up and I'm being asked to be on podcasts. That's not that's not it. It's the work ethic that I've been putting in for years that nobody gets to see. Yeah. It's the long hours. It's the, even tonight, I'm going to be pulling an all nighter um, because of a program I'm working on. So I, I do a lot of certifications every year. Um, and again, my sisters, my family can attest to this. I never finish a year the same. I go into about three certifications minimum this year. I've achieved six certifications, different skill sets, learning different things. So um, yeah, that's something that's really been, been working well. I'm, I'm, it's not luck. It's work. It's, it's, work. it's, it's not luck. It's work. <laughs> it's not luck. It's work. I love that. That might be the quote for this set for this episode. <laughs> so next, I mean, where do we find you? Like, and what do you have underway that you can share with the guests? Absolutely. So, um, tipping point in my life, I've been able to kind of do some research, do some digging to see, okay, how could I get, how could I make an impact over income? So something that I have coming up is I'm creating a training program for professionals to thrive both in life and in business. Um, there's a bit of a gap right now um, with just, just various different cultures where um, there's a confidence issue. I speak at very, uh, a lot of different universities and colleges and high schools. So I know um, what I'm saying, there's uh, imposter syndrome um, that's going around and taking out females left, right, and center. So I'm creating a whole program for uh, professionals to be able to level up in both business and in life. And I have an ebook that I'm launching. It should be launched by December 13th um, in combination to a giveaway that I'm running. So because there's been a lot of layoffs, the giveaway is going to allow somebody to go and buy a suit that they can actually use in their next interview uh, to help nice. them become successful. And I know being laid off is tough because you have to look at your finances. You have to kind of start mapping out, okay, how much money do I have to, to leave me until I get another job or to do something? So I felt like giving back, I've been able to hit. So I started my social media accounts, um, 2018, 2019, and I've been able to grow a following up about 7,000 followers across different platforms. So this, this year I've hit um, huge milestones. And for me personally, I'm, I'm huge on giving back. So I'm going to be paying it forward with a giveaway 
to go get yourself a nice suit so you can show up in your interview for success. I love it. And I have an ebook that individuals will be able to buy that will help them come out of that twilight zone that I spoke about earlier, being laid off and not knowing what direction to go into and now finding clarity and literally creating a whole blueprint as you, how you can go from feeling stuck and in the dark to now feeling elevated and leveled up and ready to go and, and get that job of your dream. I love it. I love it. And so this episode um, is, um, uh, well, first of all, I can't even believe I'm at the end and I'm, 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 I'm drawing this to a close. We might have to bring you back and when your book is launched and, and start to talk about some of the successes, I will share all of the links um, in the show notes. But this, this podcast episode I said earlier, this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin and would love to know what that means to you. Empowered in my skin. I go back to feel being empowered, right? And, and that tipping point, that fail forward, right? Um, so that's what, for me, empowered in my skin, not caring what anybody has to say. Mm. And I, I say this, empowered in your skin, stay focused, stay locked in, stay ready. Mm. Never know when an opportunity will present yourself. So some people think, why am I doing the work right now? Why do I have to put the work in? Why do I have to go to school? Why do I have to do this? Because there's going to be an opportunity that will come in your life when you're not looking. So I always say, stay focused, stay empowered in your skin, stay ready because you never know when that tipping point will come where you're going to be able to level up and get an amazing opportunity. Something that I forgot to mention as well is I have a podcast and a TV series as well. And a few years back, I started it because I was tired of motivation. Mm. I was tired of going into rooms and feeling inspired for that moment mm. and feeling motivated for that moment. And then after leaving those, these events, you're on a high, Yeah. but naturally that adrenaline starts to come down and then you start to feel stuck. So my podcast is focused around actionable advice for professionals to feel unstuck, giving people real tips that they can use no matter what industry they're in to move them forward. So motivation for us is the bypass. Fluff in the conversation is the bypass. It's discipline and it's the actionable advice that we bring to the table. And the podcast is Move Her Forward. Move Her Forward, yes. And it's available on all platforms? All platforms. And it airs? And even on YouTube. It airs on YouTube every 15th and on the 30th. It works just like when you get paid, honey. You get paid, you walk in, and we bring value to your day. Awesome. So you get paid, you bring value to your day. I love it. I love it. I love you. Am I allowed to say that? I'm so happy. You were an amazing find, and we were instantly, just so that you know, when we found you uh, through socials, uh, we were, you know, and your profile was shared. We were like inspired. So I, I get it. And you are locked in and you are ready and you have left the legacy and that was your desire. And we understand your work ethic. And I think it's inspired many of us to lean in and let's go, you know? So thank you so much. Thank you for sharing energy with me. I look forward to, you know, potentially some continued collaborations now that we're connected. Absolutely. Yeah. And to everyone, and to everyone that's listening, yeah, no, this is where I have to say we're out. Bye-bye. So there you have it. I hope you are thriving and feeling empowered and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, 
Whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Bilyeu says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome sharing energy with you. It's your girl, and I'm out. <laughs>